and welcome to the 927's pre-UTA podcast. This podcast is presented in three parts. First, we cover announcements and the general schedule. Next, we hear directly from our wing commander. And finally, we finish with a guest speaker highlighting one of Reserve Command's mission-focused areas of readiness, resilience, or reform. This month, we will focus on readiness as we talk to Senior Master Sergeant Jen Hilton about changes to our UEI capstone. We will also focus on readiness and resilience as we chat with our Command Chief, Chief Master Sergeant Paul Tomlinson, about staying vigilant in COVID and how to use CVR to be ready to work from anywhere you may be. But first, let's do some announcements. If you have interest in the Motorcycle Basic Writers course or the collection of our Social Security payroll tax deferral, please check the PSAs on SharePoint or email for more information. Now on to our schedule. Saturday at 7.30, the newcomer starts. At 10 o'clock, the key spouse meeting will happen. At 1300, there's CDC and PME testing. And at 1730, the Catholic Mass will happen in the chapel. Also on Saturday, flu shots are available at the hospital from 8 to noon for deployers, security forces, and healthcare providers. On Sunday, starting at 7.15, is the Protestant Contemporary Service in Building 6 Auditorium. At 0800 is Seabourney training. At 10 o'clock is the WIT training. Also at 10 o'clock is records management training. At noon is the top three meeting. At 12.30 is the rising six meeting. And at 1300 is CDC and PME testing. That's all for our announcements. And now for a chat with our wing commander. Thank you so much, sir, for um, being here with us. I know that you have a busy time before the drill weekends, especially, and we're coming off of a holiday. So thank you so much for taking time to talk with us. Hello, Lisa, and hello, all the members of the 927th. Uh, Welcome back after the Christmas and New Year's break. Yay. Let's talk about COVID is the big thing that's out there. It's in the news every single day where we are at Bravo Plus. But can you talk to us more about what's happening here at McDill and with our 927 Thurman? Uh, Certainly. So a couple things to note. First, the base has not changed from the HBCOM Bravo Plus. We've been that for a number of weeks now. If you live in Florida or you uh, even if you don't, then you're looking at the numbers in Florida. Certainly Florida has had some record setting days uh, with COVID here over the last week or two. Post holiday, there have been significant rises even higher than our levels that we had back in July when we were at an all-time high then. But what we are not seeing is we are not seeing any transmission uh, among base population. We're not seeing the transmission through offices, uh, you know, that, and that's that's one of the reasons we do that contact tracing. So we, military members, are doing what we need to do to stay safe in an environment, wearing masks, sanitizing, uh, all of the other things that we have been doing and we're, we're getting fatigued from it, right? We've been doing it for months and months and months. But my stress to you that are listening to this is going to be continue that while we're here. If you are a full-time person, you're getting this all the time. You're hearing it at every staff meeting. You're hearing it from the sixth. You're hearing it in PSAs. But if you're a part-timer and you haven't been here since December, you're out at your regular job where you live. COVID may or may not be quite as prevalent as it is down here. So I'm just putting one more reminder out there. Please, if you are sick, do not come. We do not want you here. We will figure out how to reschedule your UTA or do some some other virtual option if you're up to working. The fact is, do not come. Even if you, uh, well, I don't think it's COVID, that doesn't matter. Don't come if you're sick. Uh, we want to reduce the risk to transmission among the other members of the 927th. Continue all your social distancing protocols, and then we just need to be vigilant while we're here on the things that we talked last UTA, like eating. That is the time that a lot of things have gotten transmitted because you're sitting within six feet of somebody, your mask is off because you're eating, uh, and then you find that person came down with COVID.
COVID and uh, so did you kind of thing. So continue to be uh, vigilant and and watch that. We are still going to do an in-person UTA to the max extent possible. Realize uh, there is some new guidance that came out on the 29th of uh, December. Chief Tomlinson is going to talk later in this podcast and he's going to give a little bit more details on that. But the bottom line is, is there's now a risk uh, assessment re- required before you attend. And it asks questions exactly like that. Are you sick? Do you have symptoms? Have you been in contact with a family member that's sick? Are you a high risk uh, individual? Things of that nature. Stuff we've sort of all been doing, but uh, we will continue to do it. And it's highlighted in that force health protection guidance uh, that we need to be vigilant on doing those things. So we will continue to do those things. And that means you and your supervisor, particularly if you're getting on an airplane to come here and others uh, and you're traveling long distances, probably at least need to have some conversation on on where you fit on that spectrum. We've been talking about having that personal awareness of um, and responsibility for your own health, but supervisors also be on notice that it's on you too to reach out to your folks before they come in, especially if your folks are traveling in from somewhere else and make sure that you've done that risk assessment with them and help them walk through that process. So both on the airmen ourselves and our supervisors. And I will add one last thing. Uh, so all of you here, same as last month, if there's a reason that, or you can safely telework and get your job done, the commander uh, has the flexibility to do that. Work with your commander and do that most uh, not maybe not most but a lot of the training we do uh, suburni and shooting a gun and all the maintenance training and and uh, you name it all has to be done in person hands-on and that's why you need to be here to do that but if your job or the task that you have is is set up with cbts or other environments uh, that can maybe be done virtually work with your supervisor and commander and that may be an option Okay, and that leads right into, because of the COVID thing, our inspection was supposed to happen this drill weekend. Can you talk to us a little bit about that, please? So uh, this is an entirely different podcast than we would have been doing. As you're well aware, the UEI was supposed to be right now. We would be right in the middle of hosting the IG team landing this afternoon was the plan. Obviously, in discussions with the IG team and the fact that they still uh, felt it necessary to do a lot of inspection personally, hands-on here versus a remote virtual type inspection, felt that it was not uh, a safe environment for them to, to travel around. So it is not canceled, so that is not the word. It is postponed. Senior Master Sergeant Hilton will talk more also later in the podcast about maybe some details surrounding that. Uh, the date when it will be moved to is still up in the air. I would anticipate six months plus until it actually is scheduled again. And I also fully realize that although we don't prepare for an inspection, there's still a lot of work that people have been doing. We didn't have a choice. COVID, you know, was overcome by events. Uh, and so we're going to continue to do our good stuff and put our good foot forward. And when they do come, uh, we'll have the UEI and and, uh, we'll get through it. Also during this UTA, we were all set to start our fitness testing again as of the last UTA, but there's been some changes to that too. Do you have any info on that? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm hoping you have that information now or someone has reached out to you. The fact is this last podcast, we talked about, hey, fitness test is starting in January. Be ready. Uh, we're going to start doing it. This came from much higher than the 927th level. This is Air Force level. They've decided to push that now till 1 April. So there, there is guidance, there's emails out there, but essentially if if you were going to test and uh, you don't have to test, you won't test. We're not offering tests uh, until April. And then uh, as that gets a little bit closer, we'll make sure who knows uh, who's testing and which month. Excellent. Also specific to this UTA, there might be some messages on people's computers when they log in. Can you talk to about that a little bit? Yes, we all love our computers, right? Obviously, we can't do the job without them. But in uh, there's a continual uh, environment that our comm flight works diligently to overcome, you know, those things 
things and, and have a working computer for us. There's about 95 computers in the wing that if you log on, we think we have identified all those computers and you should receive information on that, but you will get a warning message that there's some MTO violation and your computer is going to be quarantined. So once again, there is a plan to fix that. You can sort of push that error message or that uh, warning message off to the side. Your computer will still work. It will not affect you doing your business here this UTA. Uh, there will be some job involved in backing up data and profiles and PST files and favorites and whatever else that you have on that because uh, there's going to be some updates needed to that computer. And I think that the comm folks had talked about using OneDrive, making sure that your stuff was synced to OneDrive so that even if they have to, I think they're going to have to re-image our computers, um, that they'll be able, you'll still have all of your stuff because it's synced with OneDrive. And also I think still put in a help desk t- ticket just because they have the list of who they think it is, but be sure and make sure that the comm folks know by do- submitting a help desk ticket. Also this weekend, we have um, another set of deployment happening based on from, from our previous one. So can we talk about that a little bit? Great. So last podcast, we talked about the uh, the actual deployment of our ops and maintenance package. So they are out there and they are doing great things. There will be some of uh, the operators that will be swapping out mid-tour swap out. Uh, they will be mobilized for the second half uh, that will be doing the PDF line this UTA and then departing in the early part of February uh, to go out and really. And then, of course, we'll get some individuals back shortly thereafter. And from a PA standpoint, shout out to our deployers, um, some footage of refueling the b 52 that went over um, to the CENTCOM AOR for Iran deterrence, ran on Fox News and CNN. And so our folks are making a difference while they're gone. And so just check out our Facebook page to learn more about that. And finally, um, I think we want to hit the topic of uh, the CVR. I think we talked about it before, but one more time to talk about why the CVR access is important. So CVR, of course, is one method of having a meeting, a video call, sharing files, this kind of thing. It is the format that we here in the 927th has have adopted as our standard. So there's pros and cons to every system out there. But uh, what you can hear from me is that provides an avenue that should we go back to more of a virtual UTA, none of us want that, right? None of us on this phone call want that. We want to be here. We want to do our job. We want to get trained and we want to go home. Uh, but should that should COVID continue to rise in areas where we have to make changes, uh, I am asking that each wing member have a CVR account. And that can be done on your government computer if you are issued a government computer to take home. It can be done on a personal computer at home. It can be done on a government cell phone. It can be done on a personal cell phone. And then it can be done on a browser basis uh, from any device that has a, you know, a browser installed, uh, whatever that might be. So, uh, you know, an iPad connected to Wi-Fi or something like that. So there are many different ways that you can connect. Getting an account now is easy. You can do your own account maintenance. Uh, you don't have to have someone else unlock your account or anything else. You can change your password when you need to, all of that type of stuff. And it's a, then an option for us to be able to conduct virtual training. Can everything be done virtually? Obviously not, but there are some things that we will be able to get done virtually. A way for you to participate in a UTA, uh, continue to get paid, continue to get retirement points, uh, and then still do training that is required. So that is the method that we are using. You'll hear that through uh, other avenues, but I would ask that you continue to press forward with that and have that for your ability. Even let's say that you're the one that comes down with COVID or you get quarantined. As you uh, heard me share with you last podcast, I ended up being quarantined, not because of COVID but because I was exposed to somebody and having the ability to telework was critical to me continuing the job and continuing to, to do what's expected of me. So that's that's a way that you, if you have that functionality, you may still, even if you can't be here at the UTA, 
even if the rest of the UTA is not virtual, you know, you still have an option to be. All right. Well, I think that is everything that we had talked about covering. Is there anything I forgot to ask or that you'd like to add, sir? I will just say one closing message message to the wing. Thank you. There has been changes. There has been uh, information overload in certain areas. And this wing is nothing short of astounding and doing great stuff, getting deployers out the door. I mean, that's the main reason we exist, right, is to provide forces to the fight. So we have done that and we've done that well. The deployment, getting the folks out last month was as smooth as I've ever seen it. And that was many parts of the wing uh, got together to do that. That's that's not just ops and maintenance. They're the ones leaving. But it was a significant wing staff agencies and MSG and others to, to make that happen. So thank you for all you do. Thank you for the flexibility in this COVID environment as things are changing and you're having to wear masks and be socially distant and all the things that we're not used to, but we got to keep it up. Um, you, you may have your opinions on uh, on whether masks are, you know, work or not. It it doesn't really matter uh, to me at this point, simply because that is the requirement that we need to do to maintain safe. I mean, it's been working in the medical community for decades in the operating room, so there must be some basis to it, is all I can tell. Uh, so uh, please be diligent with your mask wear and the other protocols we've put in place. And uh, thank you very much. Looking forward to seeing you this, uh, this UTA. And now with our readiness portion of today's podcast, we're talking to Senior Master Sergeant Jen Hilton from the the IG office. Thank you so much for taking time to chat with me today. Um, I know that pre-UTA week is always very busy, so I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having me. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, This UTA was supposed to be an inspection, but now we don't have to do that anymore. So this weekend was scheduled for our UEI capstone, where we were going to have a visit from AFRC, all the functional areas to come down and and validate what we've been doing. Uh, Because of COVID, COVID restrictions across the U.S., not just here, they have postponed that to mitigate the risk to force. And we are anxiously awaiting the dates that they will be coming out. Likely it won't be until this coming summer. Please, please, please don't get in the mindset that the inspection has been canceled. It has not. We are under a continuing, continuous evaluation process. We should always expect that someone is looking at what we're doing. We should also not be inspection prepping. We should be mission prepping. So if we're mission ready, we're inspection ready. So whether they come this summer or next fall, we'll be ready. I hear you. We're not inspection prepping. We are just doing our job and we're doing it to the regs. So in the last year, in fact, the last two years, the wing has made great strides with the commander's inspection program and unit self-assessments. We have righted the ship with a lot of our metrics. And so the wing is actually pretty healthy right now with commander's inspection program. We have met and exceeded the commander's goals for strap planning. So while we wait for the reschedule of our capstone, the encouragement for the wing would be to, to maintain all the programs and practices that we've laid in, continue improving processes, continue documenting all the things that we're doing, report the things that we're not, and then seek out waivers for the things that we cannot do or not resource to do for whatever reason. And I know from public affairs that we have to stay on top of MICT. We just got a new AFI. And so that changed our whole checklist. And so while we may have been prepared for them to come now, there might be changes that happen between now and then. So we also have to stay on top of that. Right. So the MICT communicators are a useful tool in communicating from the functional areas that are out doing the work to the folks that are writing policy and writing instructions to know what they got right, what they got wrong, and what we have and haven't been resourced for based off of requirements. So highly encourage thorough reporting through MICT. If there's not a way to report through that, then by all means go through all the other reporting channels, all the authoritative data systems, whether that's sorts, DERS, ART, MICT, functional area reporting tools 
tools. Those are all the devices that your your FAMs and your CFMs use to compile data across the enterprise. So highly encourage timely and accurate reporting in, in those areas. And if there's not a way to report there, by all means, call your FAMs. Call on up to, to the MAGCOM, your directorates. They are here to support us. That's a great way to highlight concerns if there's not already an avenue built in, whether it's through MICT or the iGEMS or the unit inspections. Okay, so just wanted to have you on here for a minute. It's a big deal that our UEI capstone has had been moved, and so just wanted to chat with you about it. But it sounds like your advice is it's not it's not canceled, it's postponed. Stay the course, keep working hard, and, and continue to be ready. Yes, and if you consider yourself mission ready, then I promise you, you're inspection ready. Outstanding. Thank you so much for your time. And continuing on our readiness portion of our podcast, we're talking to Chief Tomlinson, our command chief. Thank you so much, Chief, for coming in and talking with us. I know that you have a busy schedule, so it means a lot that you make time to come connect with our airmen. Uh, Thanks for having me back. It's been a couple months and I kind of miss doing this. I love having you here because you bring such a great perspective to what we talk about because we do a lot of subject matter experts, but you're sort of the subject matter expert for all things. And you know the the pulse of the wing and kind of what airmen need to know, especially our enlisted airmen. But um, love having you here to have your perspective. So let's jump right into it. What are some hot topics for the January UTA that you think our airmen need to know about? First and foremost, I do not want to steal anybody else's thunder. I know you're going to be talking to a couple people, and um, but I would imagine we're going to have a little bit of overlap in the, in the various folks on the podcast. One of the things that's hot for me, that's going to be hot for everybody else, is what is COVID doing as, as we try to serve? Um, what are we doing right now with, are we supposed to be here? Are we not supposed to be here? That is going to be a much more challenging question as we see things um, that the news is telling us, as the vaccinations come out, as new strains come out. There's there's so many unknowns right now. But I'll tell you what we do know. We do know how to communicate with one another and we do not ask questions. And so the the challenge is, is I can ask you a question or I can ask one of my airmen that's standing in front of me a question. But if I ask that same question to five different airmen, probably going to get five different answers. We probably need to to communicate that more. So let me give you an example. My my 17-year-old daughter, she got a chance to go uh, spend some time with her dad. This is my stepdaughter. Some, some time with her dad over the Christmas break. The company that she works for back here just days before she was supposed to return from her trip said, if you travel out of state, we need you to get COVID tested before returning to work. Wow. Okay. What do you do with that? Now she's expecting, she gets back and like two days later, she's supposed to go to work. COVID tests don't happen that fast. And for those that opt to take a rapid test, the rapid test is not covered by TRICARE. And the last time we did a rapid test, that was a hundred dollars out of pocket just for her to go back to work. And so I wonder for our airmen that are out there working for different companies that are out there and they're coming and they're flying in from a different state. What are their companies saying? And really, that's a great conversation that we want that conversation to take place before the UTA, not even the Friday, but like today. Okay, it's Wednesday. If if I know I'm going to have a concern, I probably should be talking to my chain of command about that and preparing for the UTA. And the more of this communication that takes place, that gives the, the leadership an opportunity of how we can move better and lead our folks. And like you said, everything is changing. And so when you talk to your supervisor, they may not know the answer, but at least start that conversation earlier rather than later so that we can communicate with people about what, how do we handle this? Everything is new. Everything's changing. And make sure we get the best information back to them in a timely manner so their airmen can make informed decisions. But that also leads into not only for um, for the COVID stuff, um, but that is, that's the main reason. But we know here in Florida, like our um, hurricanes and things like that, there are going to be times where we don't come to the drill weekends or it's better for us not to be at the drill weekends 
weekends. What can airmen do if they're in that situation and say, hey, I think it's probably best that I don't come to the UTA. How can they optimize their time or be prepared for that? I think that's a great question. And most all of us have experienced some form of communication platform changes this year. As you know, the Air Force has thrown some things out there. We have chosen different apps. I mean, myself, I never had WhatsApp before COVID. I never had GroupMe before COVID. Trying to think what else I, I, I'm not that guy that has all these apps. Slack is another one that a lot of people use, the Slack app. No, that would be me, Slacker, because I don't <laughs> have these apps. I do now. And so because of the communication and um, what we're finding as a more common form of communication. So if 10 of my airmen use it, I'm the only one that doesn't. I probably should get on it and learn how to use it because that's 10 more people I can reach. And from a PA perspective, that makes my heart so warm because you're meeting people where they are. It's amazing. And I love that that's the way you think as a leader. I think it's always important to meet our airmen where we can meet them. In some respects, due to protected information, it doesn't have to be um, F-O-U-O or it doesn't have to be secret information. It's just some things are better left not out there in public media. And so then we use different platforms such as CVR Teams. CVR Teams has, has become the predominant communication piece for us pretty much everywhere. The nice thing about it is it's not locked into a government access only computer. Um, I have it on all three cell phones that I now carry. Why do I have three cell phones? I don't know. You're so important. I wish that were the case. But uh, so I can get, gain access to all these different meetings. There are some administrative challenges, but once you are set up in the system, the great thing about it is it has the capability of Zoom, another new one that I have this year. So I can be on a video and I can see you and I can get your body language as much as I can hear your voice. But the other thing that I like about the CVR teams is it allows us to share documentation really easy and everybody can share whatever they have. So if you have it on your computer or even if you have documents on your mobile device, if I'm in a meeting, I can raise my hand in the meeting. I can share a document and say, here's what I'm seeing. It's such a great communication tool. And it is a tool that I will tell you within WSA, we have pushed it, as you know. Um, we did our beta test last uh, UTA, and I think we're at 94% connectivity throughout the, the wing staff agencies. And that has really opened up an opportunity for not only us to communicate clear, but for our overall readiness. Because now we don't have to send the same message out through three or four different platforms. We shoot it out through one, which we it has the ability to text. You know, we can message message. We can share things. We can video, have meetings. It is becoming, for now, it is the platform of choice within our 927th community. And I know that I've listened to the boss talk about this with the group commanders, and he's saying that this is this is not, it shouldn't be looked at as, oh man, here's another thing that I have to figure out how to do so that I can do this. It should be looked at as, here's an opportunity for me if I'm in a situation where I can't be at drill, I can still get paid to do my job because I can telework because I have this tool that puts me in the meeting that's happening during the drill weekends. It's just another way to be ready to do that telecommuting and be able to get paid for drill if you can't be here in person. Yeah, the one thing that we always have to keep in mind and this is the business side of what I have to do as the command chief is readiness. Readiness is very important. Most airmen that show up, they know what their job is and they can come in and they can do that job. And most of the time, that job is something that they need to do physically. And I can definitely say for our ops and maintenance folks and for our medical folks, you can't do those things virtually. You have to actually be here to do those things. But then there's the other side of things that factor in, such as all the administrative duties. Uh, we used to complain a lot about CBTs and we found some workarounds and even through Zoom and through CVR teams, where we've been able to do a mass distribution versus waiting for every individual 
to take a CBT to accomplish training. And so what we're finding is if you get on the CVR, we can offer you training that keeps you from having to go spend an hour or two doing CBTs and we can knock it out quicker for you. And so we're finding better ways to be efficient. We're increasing readiness where we can, which is number one key. But then this part that we probably don't talk about enough is when I go to advance as an airman, and I'm just going to get real for a minute here, all the stuff that you see on a quarterly award or an annual award or not all of that stuff is what I physically do for the Air Force. A lot of that has to do with my overall readiness. And if I were to pull anybody's arc net, I would say there's a large majority of our folks that are yellow, maybe even red. And those are things that through the use of CVR teams and other telework platforms that we can accomplish whether they're here or not. So why not take this opportunity? We're still going to get you paid, but let's get everything green. Let's get all our readiness as, as good looking as we can. Some of the other things, our skills sign-off stuff, we have to be in person and we understand that. And so we'll work, we'll do some different workarounds physically to make sure that we don't lose sight of that as well. Love it. And that's just one more thing that we can do to be relevant as airmen. And that's really my what I preach to my um, PA folks is to be ready to be relevant and to be responsive. And, and that CVR teams help us be all of those things uh, to our command. All right. So I know you're really busy and we don't have much time left. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add that I forgot to ask? As we're talking about the various p- platforms that we communicate on, you and I talked about this before, but I think this is the place to talk about who's listening to this podcast. So I'm, I'm talking to you right now, those of you who are playing this podcast. And I'm asking you to share this information. I'm asking you to talk within your work centers. Tell them what you're hearing right now on these podcasts, because a lot of people are not listening to them right now. But this information is important. And there's a reason why we get together to get this information to you. So please pass these messages along and get more people to listen in, because I think it's going to help all of us. Thank you very much, Chief, for your time. I appreciate you making time to connect with our airmen so they can remain always ready. Thanks so much for having me and everybody have a great UTA. And that's a wrap. If you have any questions you would like us to answer on the next podcast, email us, Facebook message us, or stop by the PA office in the headquarters building. We will ask the experts and get the answers to you right here on this podcast. Thank you so much for listening in as we do our part to keep the 927th Citizen Airmen informed so you can be always ready. Ready.